what if I told you that there's one asset that's worth far more than any other asset? It's worth more than stocks, bonds, gold, real estate, or crypto. And what if I told you that you either already have this asset or it's right at your fingertips? Hi, my name is Clayton Dozier and this is Not The Expert. I may not be the expert in how to convert this asset into income, but I'll bring you the people who are. This asset is knowledge. And here, you'll learn how to convert knowledge into income. Hello, and welcome back to Not The Expert. My name is Clayton Dozier. In this episode, I got to interview Sharon Caldron. Sharon is no stranger to taking chances and living a life she loves on purpose. She is an emotional wellness and resilience coach, as well as a play activist. Her mission is to help others reclaim their play and create a life they love living. Sit back and let's grow. Hello, yeah, hello. I'm good, Clayton. How are you? Doing well. Thanks for meeting with me. Yeah, thanks for the invite. Appreciate it. Of course. How has your morning gone so far? So far, so good. It's been a beautiful day here in San Antonio, Texas. So how about yourself? Uh, it's been pretty good. I kind of got a little bit of a slow start, but it's not bad. Sometimes a slow start's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, it's not. Yeah, I'll take it. Yeah. So what is, tell me a little bit more about what it is that you do. Sure. I am an emotional wellness coach, um, and I really like to focus on being resilient, having a resilient life, um, making sure that, that even though we've, if we've gone through things um, that seem like hardships in life, that there is hope for the future and that there's a light at the end of the tunnel somewhere. Um, just helping people refocus their attention off, off of the bad and, and helping to see the good in life still. And that, um, that even though the systems and things in place um, that, that have been formed to create um, obstacles in our way to living the, our best lives, um, that we can still move forward and, and find our play again. Uh, my focus is on play, play activist, meaning just helping other people just give themselves permission slip to just go for the things that they enjoy and, um, and not let anything hold them back from their dreams and their hopes uh, for creating the life that they want. So why is it you think that so many people feel like they can't do what they enjoy, what they do what they love? Mm, that's a good question. Well, I think that um, coming from my background, it's sometimes socialization, um, like growing up as female, we're taught, you know, it's, it's nice to be seen, but not to be heard. Um, so I just feel a lot of times, like just even speaking out the things that you enjoy can be, you know, drawn to some criticism from some people like, Ooh, you like that. That's strange. That's weird. And then oh, we okay. tend to, you know, play them up and say, Ooh, they don't, don't think that that's neat and like I do so maybe there's something wrong with me we start those inner judgments very sure. early on um and and that's something that you know it's very developmentally appropriate for children um that's my background is early child education and and just seeing how our subconscious has grown in our childhood um, and messages that we get um, saying what's okay what's not okay um, really determine our future, our perspective and in our experiences that we experience. Um, so things that, you know, we grow up liking 
as we get older may not be okay, air quotes, you know, anymore, because we Mm -hmm. are supposed to be adults and responsible and, you know, have our own children and, you know, jobs and things. Um, And, you know, in instances where um, great tragedies, trauma happen uh, that take our attention away off of our joy. Um, And we really, as our, our biology, our, our survival mechanisms, we focus on the negative. And it's really, really hard to get our focus, get our attention off of that negativity and we just spiral and spiral and spiral. So um, I think just a lot of social conditioning, a lot of um, external factors, I feel like um, keep us away from our internal compass of what we, we deem as interesting or that pique our curiosities. And we tend to shut those things off just to feel like we need to belong. And it's in regaining that, that playfulness um, that helps open those doors again and say, oh, yeah, I kind of did like that when I was a kid. I, is that okay to like still? I don't know. And, and so I've had that a lot of times happen that just like the, the questions start popping up saying like, is this okay to like? It's like, do you like it? Yes okay, well then like go for it. Like <laughs> give right. yourself permission to, to chase that and, and to, you know, and it'd be okay that if you try it and you don't like it anymore, that that's not a big deal either. So there's plenty of things in this world to be curious about and wonder. Um, I wonder, you know, why does this happen? And, you know, go on either a research journey. That's my kind of play or, you know, putting action to, to thought and seeing what happens and what leads and letting the outcome just be, um, not really having any set motivation except just to, to see, to find out, to experience. And that's what all play is about. So do you find it that, that when people, do you feel like people are resistant to this at first when they first hear that? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think so. It's a, it's, I want to say a a definite paradigm shift from our normal everyday kind of um, messaging that we, I feel like we hear constantly, um, especially as adults is that, you know, we have to strive, we have to hustle, we have hustle culture. It's like work, work, work. Our lives are tied to our work. Um, and there has been place for that I think in in our society and in our growth as as uh, civilization it's like we need we needed to form these systems of work in order to grow and expand and you know create cities and you know the internet and all the things right so it's like it took work to get to where we're at but I think right now especially since with pandemic and things it's like it's not life isn't just about work um, and that's been so ingrained and, and everything it's, you know, tied capitalism, and, um, like so many systems of uh, like oppression, like keeping us in this mind frame, like we have to be workers. We have to earn our, our safety, um, and, and trying to open perspectives of play again, it, it, takes work <laughs> ironically it does take some work shifting perspective 
up to play again because it's like we can recognize it as something as we used to do but seeing the value in it as an adult that's that's where you know it, it's where it's a new road for a lot of people saying like well why does this even matter why does it's like play sounds all nice but i have you know a family to feed like why why is this something i need to take part in again um and, and it really comes down to just quality of life so what got you into the whole play thing like what like kind of what's your story oh yeah so i think basically it has always been a part of me um i feel like i've always had a very playful nature um a lot of a lot of times just trying to see like the positive in life and and just have fun um i was in school when i was younger i'd always be in trouble you know talking to everyone <laughs> sing as it, i remember marks saying you know she's she's doing good on her grades but she just talks too much <laughs> so like growing up it's like oh nothing really has changed <laughs> um so yeah so i think it's i mean in in coming back to play i know when i did my um teacher certification in college it I, it's like, you know, you, you grow up and you ask yourself, what do you want to be? Or everyone else asks you. And I really, I never had an idea. <laughs> I had a whole bunch of ideas rather. Mm -hmm. um, it's like, you know, I wanted to ride horses. I wanted to write. I wanted to be an artist. I wanted to, you know, go explore, do, do oh, so many things. And so to calculate, you know, what am I going to do for the rest of my life was super, I want to say daunting. And I think as yeah. kids, it's, it's something that, you know, we ask like, oh, what are you interested in kind of to see? But sometimes it's like we don't realize the impact of that, the depth of that question as children. Right. Um, and to try that pressure to try and figure our life out at the age of eight, you know, <laughs> it's like right. what you college are you going to go to? You must know. Yeah. Like there's so much pressure. I mean, she was like, we can't even decide sometimes what we want to have for dinner, let alone. <laughs> <laughs> you're talking about now still right not, not yeah even. exactly <laughs> so it's like i don't know what i want to eat like uh, probably something yummy i don't know so yeah like mm -hmm. just having having that as a frame of you know knowing but not knowing at the same time um and then growing up uh going into music performance as my first major and then deciding that it was too competitive and i just enjoyed singing and meeting with other people and helping people sing as well and you know so to me it wasn't about performing the art it was the experience of creating art itself so I was like eh, what else am I going to do here and so um that some people were like you know you're really good with kids how about you be a teacher and then you get you know <laughs> the the summers off and things I was like okay well I'll try it and see how that goes um and I really enjoyed the studies and just everything about learning how to become um, a teacher, I, I really think has applied to the rest of my life, even though <laughs> I have never really stepped foot in the classroom, which is ironic. Um, I knew that I was too hard-headed and I cared too much about the kids to go into teaching, 
really? Because I knew I would get fired right away. It's like, <laughs> but anything for the kids. It's like, no, you have set parameters and these things that called rules. And, you know, like, I was like, no, I can't do that. Um, but yet still, I, I, you know, I finished my degree with early childhood education and, and it's really served me well, even though I've never, you know, I want to say never been quote a teacher. Um, I did have some education, um, teaching experience with younger children. So it's like from babies on to pre-K and I really enjoyed that just seeing them develop in their own way and in their time and, you know, and I, I feel like there's so many parallels to young children and adults that adults don't quite see anymore. Like they don't, they don't, um, associate with childhood anymore, which to me, I think is, is a disservice to us because there's so much that we can observe in children that, that is so beautiful to see. Um, and to recognize that it's still within each and one of us. It's just, we have to, um, let go of, of a lot of things that, you know, what does an adult do? What does, what does it mean to be an adult? Um, I think re, re or rewording what adulthood means, I think is part of what I'm, I'm trying to do with my messaging. It's like, you know, we have, we have so much agency as adults and yet we're still controlled by so many other people's thoughts about what we should be instead of giving ourselves that freedom to let ourselves be who we want to be yeah i i very much like that i think that's i think that's important i think we live too i think we build cages for ourselves Ooh, thinking that they're imposed good. on us mm -hmm. really yeah we make we make them ourselves absolutely it's like you know it's like the whole is it i mean coming from the equestrian backgrounds like tie a horse and they think they're tied, but they've really untied the rope and they just stand there thinking they're tied. It's like, <laughs> like you can be free, you can go, but no. Um, yeah. Like I just see that so often that we, our mind is, is our own prison and what we focus on, what we give our attention to is our greatest freedom, but we don't realize it. Um, and then it's until, you know, we see other people. And I think this is why I was at jealousy is, uh, or envy is a very interesting emotion. It's like a lot of people associate it as a bad thing. It's like, oh, I shouldn't be envious of this person because they're, they're doing the thing or they've got, you know, the thing going on that I want. But that's such a huge indicator in, in the work that I feel like I do with people. It's like, you know, looking at what you are desiring and then allowing yourself to be open to receiving those things. It's like, you may not, you know, necessarily want to take from somebody else that experience. Um, Cause that's the whole thing about control and manipulation and things. So that, that definitely goes down the dark road fast, but, mm. but it's like, okay, well, you know, you want X, so what is it about your life that you think is keeping you from that? 
it's like, well, I'm not this enough. I'm not. And this, that's what usually comes up. There's not enough of something. It's just like a lot of lack thought process. It's like, well, um, you know, like trying to shift gears. It's like, well, what, what strengths do you have? And instead of focusing again, like I was saying on the negatives, like focusing on the positive and seeing like, oh, I do have a lot to offer. I do have strengths that I may not really necessarily think I have as a strength. Um, like say, for example, like with me, I think a weakness of mine could be like avoidance, but at the same time, it could be seen as a strength because I can compartmentalize like you know, I can go on vacation and enjoy my vacation. <laughs> it's right. like I can avoid work really well, or I can avoid, you know, certain things really well. Um, but then, you know, it's, it's an after the vacation, like, okay, now I'm back. I'm, you know, on the, the track to doing work and all the things. So I think it's um, a great exercise in seeing or being able to see what we think is negative and turning it into like a gift or a, you know, a lightness in us um, that helps us get unstuck. Yeah. I, I think there's a lot in that, like they really ought to pack to you. I going kind of go back to scarcity a little bit. I, mm-hmm. I'm a firm believer that there's enough of pretty much everything that you don't have mm-hmm. to, to get what you want. You don't have to actually take it from anybody else. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I don't know. I just, I, I think that like you're saying kind of like the, you know, the, no, it's, I think it's more of finding yourself and finding your kind of your lanes in life and like doubling down on those things rather than trying to be focused on like all the 10,000 things you're told you're supposed to be. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. And it's like, you know, in your own lane, there's nobody else. So you can go as fast as you want yeah. <laughs> instead of trying to be in traffic with everyone else. Like no one likes traffic. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> I mean, I even like like, like jujitsu is kind of like that. Like my my daughter's in jujitsu with me, mm-hmm. and she's getting really frustrated because like in the beginning, like you beat nobody, like you you just get you go in there and you get beat up every day. That's basically oh, yeah. that's the life of being a white belt. And mm-hmm. uh, so she's getting really frustrated, and she because you know she wasn't beating anybody. And it's like, well, like, mm-hmm. you know, Andre, like you've been in this like this. All the kids you're going against have been here for like a year or two, like minimum for the most part. Like, of course they're gonna beat you. Like the only person you're trying to beat is yourself. Like if Absolutely. you can like. Your, your goal is to make their job of beating you as hard as possible mm. and eventually like you're gonna be able to stop them and then eventually you're gonna be able to beat them but it's like it's so easy to get kind of outside of ourselves and not focus on like all i gotta do is beat myself all i gotta do is be better than me yesterday mm-hmm. absolutely and it's just you know it's that everyday process and and it, it's it's a kind of to me an ironic piece of of life it's like you know we we can sometimes think that we're broken, especially when we've mm-hmm. gone through terrible things. And, and, but really it's like, we're not broken because of our experience. It's, it's like, there's nothing to fix, but there's still a process to, to learn and to grow from. Absolutely. Um, I mean, yeah. You're only broken if you believe you're broken. If you don't believe mm-hmm. you're broken, you're just reshaped. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, it, and then it's okay to change. And I feel like, like we have to know, like I said earlier, just have to be so adamant of this is what I want to do with my life. This is my decision. And I can't, you know, go back on, on making any changes. Cause this is what I said I was going to do. And this is what I'm supposed to do. And, and really it's like, that is 
putting everyone in such pressure to perform and to, mm-hmm. to just try and figure out life faster than it, that we're allowed to really live it. <laughs> sure. It's like in some, in some instances, like with um, trauma work, like that could be very traumatizing, like trying to figure out your life faster than it's supposed to be laid out. And, um, you know, the consequence of living that kind of lifestyle is, is, I mean, it's what we're seeing now. It's just kids not, I would say not caring at school, but it's like they, they see that, you know, school systems are not serving them. They're not serving the teachers and they're smart. They check out, you know, they, um, they want more meaningful experiences in schools are, are not providing that because they're just focused on facts and, and, you know, with the internet at the palm of our hand now, it's like facts everywhere. We don't have to give right. them facts. We need to give them experiences and have to let them, you know, become their own people and in schools. Like, I mean, with, with play activism, I feel like there's so many different dimensions of the human experience that it connects with that, um, you know, there's so many, so many changes that are necessary to allow playback into our lives the way that, you know, I would see it as beneficial to everyone who would take Mm -hmm. part in play again. Um, But it, like I said, it's like, there's just so many systemic barriers that keep people away from their thriving um, that, you know, the idea of play just seems very either trivial or I want to say even like a privilege. It's like, yeah, you want me to play, but I need to, to make money. So how is that gonna, how's that gonna work? So, um, but it's in play, it's in that journey of play that I feel like people find themselves and they find their footing, they find security, they find joy again, that they're like, oh my gosh, I haven't felt this way in years that that it's available to them at any point. And that is what gives us reserves to make that change, to take action, to not feel like we're in this scarcity mindset or, um, you know, feeling like we need security all the time because we have that reserve of joy within us um, to say, you know what, I can create my own happiness. Uh, I'm going to do some work now, but play is always there. Of course. I mean, even scheduling it if you have to. Absolutely. And that, I think that's the first step to a lot of times, you know, for adults to coming back to play is they're like, okay, so I get this idea, you know, I have fun. I'll, I'll try and get curious about things that I like, but like, how, what does that look like? It's like, well, we are all busy people. Like <laughs> busyness is a thing. Um, and it's really like just deconditioning yourself to, again, give yourself permission for that time to set aside. Um, and I talk about play being the highest level of self-care, um, but not in a, you know, say not in a uh, kind of like, you know, bubble baths and things like, you know, just take care of yourself and, and everything will be all rosy and, you know, life will be great, but it's more of like a deeper um, self-discovery process um, Mm -hmm. that 
makes life more meaningful that I think we're all looking for. And like just being able to set time for ourselves as adults without having a set outcome. It, it seems like, what do you mean I'm going to do nothing? Like, well, you can do nothing. <laughs> if nothing, if you need, like, if you need a deep rest, that's, that's a good thing to focus on. Like we're all living just very busy lives and we don't rest well. Um, and sometimes like doing nothing is the best thing for us. So it's like, I don't want to advocate, you know, just play all the time and you'll feel better because it's like, we, <laughs> we can't, we, we can't keep going a hundred miles a minute. Uh, and that's not sustainable. So it's like deep rest is very much, I think, what a lot of us need. Um, somewhat of what the pandemic provided is, you know, time just to be away from work, away from a lot of things. But even then, it's like people were like, well, what would I do with my time? Right. Like, well, you play, you, you know, you connect with other people and you figure out what's meaningful in your life. Um, and as, you know, horrific as the experience of lockdowns are and you know, the tragedy that's happened that so many lives were lost with it. It's like, a, a, I don't want to seem insensitive, but it's like a great reset of, of thought of what are we doing here? Why, what is the purpose of how we are living? Um, and I mean, I think we're all still exploring that and a lot of the systems that were in place before pandemic are saying, okay, let's go back to normal, doing things, the same things the way they were. And, and a lot of people are just like, you know what? No, I, I don't think how things were working, we're working. And I don't know what that looks like moving forward for myself, but I know I need different. Um, and that it, you know, taking back, I wanna say taking back our power as, as people and realizing like, oh, my life is my responsibility. Um, what do I wanna do with it? How do I wanna live my life? And it's like a lot of times I'll say like, you know, and I've heard this before, it's like the, the two people that you wanna make the most proud are your eight-year-old self and your 80-year-old self. Mm. It's like looking back, it's like, uh, you know, as a kid, would the kid version of Sharon be like excited to be alive right now? Or would she be like, oh, that's your life. That's what I have to look forward to. That's disgusting. Like, uh, just no, 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 thank you. Like don't sign me up for adulthood or you right. know, as an 80 year old woman with, you know, who knows grandchildren or whatever and in whatever capacity is available at that age, hopefully getting there, um, you know, just being proud of who you are and what you've done and the experiences that you've had and you know, being grateful for life in general. Um, you know, so it's like within those two different but very similar mind frames, it's like we have only so much life to live. Um, and I think people are realizing the preciousness of life, which is amazing. But at the same time, we're we're still living these lives that that call to us like, to be something maybe other than what we're wanting to be, um, and just trying to figure out the balance in that. I think we're I think we're at kind of a weird time because I think for a long time people have been complacent, and at the same time, mm -hmm. like 
with the internet and the access to everything in the world being, I mean, technology being what it is, like we're also in a situation where we can live lives in a completely different way than human beings have ever been able to live. And like, I don't think we know what to do about that. <laughs> exactly. It's like, we have, what is it called? Like too much freedom of choice kind of thing. It's like, well, uh, there's so much to do. Like, where do I start? It's like, well, where do you want to start? And so a lot of times people were like, well, I kind of sort of know what I want to do, but I know what I don't want to do. It's like, all right, that's, I want to say, you know, any starts a good start. It's like, if you know, you don't want to do that, then, you know, shut those doors. Like that's not an option for you right now. Like it's okay to not want to do something, um, you know, for whatever reason. So just allowing that to be um, okay for your journey. Like, okay, I don't want to do skydiving. So I'm going to shut that door. <laughs> right? sure. Like that is not something fun for me, but for somebody else that could be, you know, their form of, you know, finding meaning in life and, and their, their road to, to play. So it's like, and, and both roads, all roads to play are, are um, I want to say not equal, but, you know, getting there and finally figuring out yourself, they're all welcome. Right. They're all that's valuable. what I love about play. Yeah. That's what I love about play. It's like everyone has their own play personality. So what's something I can do for you, Sharon? Oh, man. Is there some way I can I mean, help just, you? Yeah, I think just being here has just been amazing. I think being able to talk with you and talk more about play and getting the word out of all the ideas around play is just super helpful, I think. Um, mm -hmm. I know I am on Instagram. That is my current playground. Um, people can find me at share.com in creations s-h-a-r dot i-n-g creations um i'm currently opening books for coaching so if anybody um has been curious about what play means for them um i'm definitely open to to talking to more people about it and seeing if you know play coaching if if emotional wellness and resilience sound like something that they want to take part in, then definitely contact me. Um, I'm also curious to hear what kind of questions people want to ask about play. Um, so just opening the invite for everyone, just, you know, contact me if they have questions regarding play, what it is, um, how to access it for themselves, things like that. What does it look like as an adult since, you know, that's, that's a big thing that I'm, I'm helping people with so yeah i think just helping get the the word of play out how important it is and how important it is for each one of us to connect back to it we just stay in the moment and allow it to just present itself and be great observers of the present it's like that's where play is uh, and and really i think the hardest thing about play is like it really could be anything and so like for me this is play this is fun talking to you and <laughs> um and just being you know being open to experiencing different things and I just really hope that with bringing the message of play that people can find that within their own life because it just it's it's so refreshing it's so freeing really um once you you can let go and 
and let yourself be in those moments and just take in and appreciate and grow, um, grow your experiences and your curiosities. You know, what something piques your interest and you let yourself follow it. This world is a big world and there's a lot to learn. So. I definitely love that. And uh, I can tell you, you're, you're definitely a compassionate person. And I like mm, that. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. 